This is the Prestigious Initiative. Welcome. I'm Chris Bean, and I'm joined by Chris Kent. Hello, Mr. Kent. Hello, sir. So today, as we left off last time, we were talking about habits and routines. Today, we're going to go into our own specific habits and routines. And, and Mr. Kent, you you have a interesting name for your your book, your your journal for this. What 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 do you got? Yeah, I have my my book. Just a black composition notebook. And here I keep various things such as lessons I've learned, kind of in like a numbered list of different things. I keep interesting ideas and phrases I've heard. And I keep my standard operating procedures in my book. Um, I call it the, the Kent Manual for Life to help me keep everything in order and, and remind me of the person I want to be. So I thought you were, you were tickled by that. I brought a whole book. You said, what is that? I said, the Kent Manual for Life. Yeah, I, I am. I mean, I, I guess I have something very similar to that that notebook. I just, mine is all digital as opposed to being a, a physical uh, piece. And how often do you do you interact with that? Well, I typically try to add new lessons to it, things that I learn or things that I like. So I, I you know, at least a couple of times a week, I'll open this up to either look at lessons, add a lesson, or, you know, check out an SOP that I haven't run for a while or adding, always changing SOPs, things like that. So maybe, you know, two or three times a week. Okay. Okay. I do on the, on a whim or do you have like a, like I do it on Wednesday at X? No, just if I learn something new or if I want to write something down just on a whim. So I guess, yeah, on a whim, there's no planned manual time per se. What I was going to say, I, I, I also do have a digital version of this inside of notion, but I, I, I don't update that one the same way I update the book slash use that one as much as I, I do the book. I just, the physical book to me is different than the notion. I, don't, I like to write the physical, actual things. Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately notion hasn't implemented the handwriting uh, feature yet. Cause I know you have an iPad. We both have iPads and to have the, the pencil and be able to write and, and have that be part of the notion would be, amazing but that has not yet been implemented well you can you can what, write a note take a screenshot of your note and put that in there i have done that i've done because there's a few things that i have that are written down notes and i needed to link those to a different database and so i took the picture and put that into that database that way it's there and i didn't necessarily have to recopy it or try to transcribe it into text so okay so sorry we went in, uh, off on a tangent there uh, sorry you just want to tell people about the manual i understand Standard operating procedures, and so um, I, I'll go. I'll go first. My, and if, I'm sure, like most people or everybody, the everybody has different times in their life, and as such, your my even standard operating procedures that I have now is not the same as it was six months ago, and six months before that, it was different again. And for me is probably changing a, a, a bit more than I would like it to be because I have small kids. And so in the summertime, we have one kind of set thing that we do. And then in the school time, we have another set things we do. And for me right now, one of my kids is only goes to school for a half day because she's just in preschool. And so that changes my procedures as well. And sorry, before you get into it there, are we, I know we want to talk about our morning routines. But are we doing a morning routine, a night routine, or anything in between? What did you What did you have? 
plan yeah. for that. So I'll do my morning routine. I'll let you do your morning routine. Uh, and then we'll do an evening routine, evening for your, and then your evening routine. Then if you have any other kind of um, things that happen, you know, kind of in the middle of the day, I guess we can go back. Maybe that's kind of out of order. Um, but I think, yeah, that, I think that's good. Yeah. Having a stapled morning and a stapled ending routine. And for, at least for me, my, my day fluctuates depending on what day of the week it is or, or what tasks or projects that I have working on uh, for that time period. So for me, morning time, I get up first thing in, uh, that I do, like immediately I go to the bathroom and turn the lights on. And it's like the, being on the sun and it's like going from being in a cave to being on the sun is blinding. And I think that that, uh, kind of is my body signal to, Hey, it's morning time. You know, don't go back to sleep. Don't, you know, you're up now. And then right from there, I get in the shower. You, I just had a mental picture of you walking in the bathroom, turn the light on and then your eyes, you know, growing double wide and just staring at yourself in the mirror with gigantic eyeballs. No, Time to wake up. No, not, not, not quite. I don't, <laughs> I turn the lights on and my eyes are, are fearful to be opened. <laughs> so you clamp them shut. Yes. And then I, I, if I think I, I, I have one eye closed and the other eyes open, then I gradually open the other eye <laughs> just so I can function and do stuff. All right. Well, I, I'm sure you understand. You, like you've been, you've been in that situation. You just like it's dark and it's pitch black, and then you, you know I close the bathroom door because my wife is still asleep. I close the bathroom door. Phew, holy cow! Look at the, the it's the sun in here. Good golly! Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yeah. So that is is my body's signal. Like, hey, okay, it's time to time to get up and, you, and be awake and alive. Are you ever fearful that might be a little too jarring? Uh, I mean. Um, no, okay. I have I haven't yet been. Maybe sure, I should yeah. be. <laughs> um, I, mean, I, I guess I'll get into it later. But I, yeah, we'll still talk about it later. Okay. So anyway, so from there I go to the shower, uh, do the showering of, of of like get clean, and then I do all my <laughs> brushing my teeth and deodorant and cologne and all that. From there, oh oh, and by the way, I. I wear my Apple Watch to sleep, and I, I use that to track. I also have the Aura Ring. I use that to track too. Um, but as soon as I wake up, I take my Apple Watch off. I put it on the on the charging stand. Then I go do the shower and everything. From there, without touching any electronic devices, uh, after taking the, my Apple Watch off, I come down, in fact, to my garage where we're recording this at right now, and I sit and I set a timer, and I read for 30 minutes. And in this area, there's no clock. And so I know the time that I got up, and I know I have – you know, X amount of time that I was in the shower and getting ready and, and, and fully, uh, fully dressed. And I come down, I know I have my time dedicated for this. And so I set my timer at 30 minutes that I read on a daily from there. After my reading session, as I'm reading, maybe we'll go in, maybe in another future episode, we go into like how we, how we read and, and highlight and, and take notes and stuff. But uh, anyway, so from there, after I read, I go in and when I go in, I am eating breakfast. I eat breakfast. Um, sometimes I eat a bowl of cereal. Sometimes, um, you know, something, I, I don't know, something kind of quick, kind of like that, I suppose. Um, but while I'm eating, while I'm eating breakfast, I have a Bible study that I'm doing. Right now, uh, I've been going through the 10-minute Bible hour. Hopefully I got that right. I guess I should I should check. 10-minute uh, Bible hour podcast and He's bringing us through the book of Matthew, and it's super, super detailed and thorough, which is really, really awesome. And that, you know, that's my, 
I do that as I'm as I'm reading. I'm just checking. Yeah, it's a ten minute Bible hour podcast. Um, and anyway, so we go through that, and he's going through the the book of Matthew, really, really thoroughly, giving lots of backstory, and it's not it's not boring in in any stretch of the imagination. He's he's linking things to um, to Star Wars and 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 to Mad Max, and it's just really interesting to have that kind of almost new light on on the Bible. So from there, then I would go into my my cleaning routine, and I have a, a handful of things that I do in the morning, kind of start the day for cleaning, and then that brings me up to about 7 o'clock, and 7 o'clock is when my morning routine is done, and then it's the kids' time to get up and get them ready and, and then out the door. And so that is a, I would say, typical standard day for me. I get up, shower, read for 30 minutes, do a, a Bible study for, it's a 10 minute podcast. Sometimes I do two. So, you know, give or take 15, 20 minutes, uh, clean. Then it's the time to wake up the kids and get them off for, off for their day. And and I don't know if you mentioned what time do you normally wake up? Yeah. I, I, my goal is to get, be up and active before five thirty. So I really, I try to shoot for five o'clock Sometimes it doesn't happen exactly at five o'clock, sometimes a little later, but I do my best to be up and, and active by 5.30. Yes, sir. And you say that, like you said, that's your current routine. Yes. Um, do you think that is your optimal routine or is that just what's working for now? And we guess what I mean by that is, is there anything you've done before that you wish you could get back to or is there anything that you want to add to your routine that you think it would make it even better. Yeah, I am. Um, so I don't know how long ago it's been. Um, a couple of years, I guess, at, at best. I I read Extreme Ownership from Jocko Willink and Leith Babin, and I got on the 4.30 time, and that was really good uh, for a couple of different reasons. It got me, in fact, I think that was, I've read books before, but that was one of the first books I read. And I was like, okay, I want to continue reading and do reading and read and read more and more, which is really, really helpful for me. And so I was on the 4.30 time and 4.30 worked really good. I was able to, to be up. I was reading. I was being productive in the morning time. I then started reading Why We Sleep. <laughs> and... I, I, that completely, uh, tweaked, modified, threw off my, my early morning time. And, and I read, as I was reading that book, I, I saw signs all over of, Hey, don't wake up early. Don't, you know, this is wake Sleep is better for you than being productive and, and, and waking up in the morning and, and doing things. And so it, it kind of put that in a different light for me. And it was then really difficult to be up because in my brain from reading that book, I was learning, Oh, I need to sleep in to do this or that or whatever. And so from the four thirty time, then I got on a seven o'clock time, which if you remember, I wake the kids up at seven o'clock. And so waking up at seven o'clock, getting the kids up and being able to be out the door by eight o'clock, uh, that was tough. And I went through a handful of months maybe uh, you know, a whole quarter, three months or, or, or so like that. And I don't want to go back to that. So sure, I think, yeah. I think between the five and five thirty time has been really kind of optimal. I get my reading time in 
I get to clean. If I could add something, I would like to add maybe a half hour writing session. Um, that would be really nice. I would like that. I haven't, I'm, I'm, do I miss writing? Yes. Is it going to come back eventually? Yes, it will. It just, I, I, will ease that into the, into my morning system. But you do journal at some point in the day. I do journal. Yeah, I do. So so, journaling and writing are, are two different types of writing. Yeah. You know, I was explaining my journal to somebody a couple of weeks ago and, and he said, it's not, it's not really journaling. It's like a log. And so my journal, I, in the morning time, I journal in the morning time and in the evening time, which sounds extensive, but my journal in the morning time is I set, I, I put in there the time that I wake up, I set my intention for the day which is, I have, it's a notion. I have a drop down of 15 or or so different things. What am I, what is my intention? And then I put in, what am I looking forward to? That's I type in something and that's my morning journal. And then my evening journal is a little bit, a little bit more uh, intensive than that. But I'm not like, dear journal today, I feel like, no, I don't, that's not, I don't necessarily have that. Um, And and there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. It just, for me, that's not journaling. And, and I do the journaling because I want to be able to track those different things and see where I was at and, and how I incorporated all those things into my day. And so when we go to the evening time, and we'll do that uh, in, in a few minutes, I'll talk about what I journal in the evening time. But yeah, so my journal in the morning time, I, I don't consider that time spent writing. Um, it's again, it would be more of a log as opposed to an actual journal where I'm, you know, writing or, or typing pages of how I felt and how I went on with my day. Sure. I, I think journal is an adequate term. I would maybe a, more of a feeling type thing. I would, we'll call that a diary. Sure. Your diary is how you feel and crushes you have on who and who made you feel a certain way but maybe a journal could be more of a log i don't think that's a universal term but we'll use that for our our uh, conversation understood i don't keep a diary either just so we're just on the same page i i I, and i would almost say that men keep a journal and women keep a diary and maybe i'm if we're gonna split it in half like that sure yeah i guess we can say at least that's that that's in my head, that's that's what that's the terminology that it is for me, and maybe that's not the right way to think about it. But I mean, I, I don't know if it's quite black and white like that. But we'll, yeah, for sure. the the sake of this discussion, we'll go with that. Yes. So I I guess I'd ask those questions because I'll give you a different approach to my morning routines. I'm going to tell you the morning routine I ran for I don't know it was about two years ago, year and a half ago or something. I ran it for a while, and it was perfect. I loved it. It was so great. I loved every part of it. Uh, but then I got a new job where I had to be up early, you know, four, four days a week, four out of seven days a week. So four o'clock, four, four days a week. Well, it, it varied, but as early as four o'clock, I'd have to be up. Yes. Um, so I couldn't do what I wanted to do. And so over time, like you talked about, things have developed and changed. So I'll start with my optimal routine, the one I wish I could do every single day. And then I'll kind of go into what I end up doing, which kind of lies in the middle because we'll we'll, we'll get to it. But anyways, my optimal morning routine, uh, 5.30 in the morning, I have my phone next to my bed on the charger. My alarm goes off. At the same time that that alarm goes off, there's another physical alarm clock in my kitchen on my fridge that also goes off. So when the alarm on my, by my bed goes off, I can turn that off. Then I have to physically get up out of bed to go to the kitchen to turn the, the next alarm off because I have problems with 
hitting the snooze button and then laying in bed and waking up two hours later and and being stunned that it's now later than I thought it would be. So I need that extra second alarm, sometimes three alarms on very rare occasions, depending on when I'm getting up. But I have the, the one next to my bed, I turn that off. I get up out of bed, go to the kitchen, turn the one off that's on the fridge. My kitchen is right adjacent to my bathroom. So I'm already up. I go from the kitchen, go into the bathroom, I shower. I give myself 15 minutes to do all this. So I wake up ideally at 5.30. From 5.30 to 5.45, I'm showering. At 5.45, I'm out of the shower. I go out, I make myself breakfast. Typically, it's a glass of orange juice and oatmeal. That's excellent breakfast. Love that breakfast. That takes 15 minutes. So from 5.45 to 6, I'm eating. At 6, I get up, I immediately wash the dishes that I used so they don't pile up in the sink. I make sure my cat has food. Then I go in the bathroom, I get ready. I put my contacts in, I brush my teeth, I put my clothes on, put deodorant on, aftershave, uh, you know, anything else I need to do, do my hair, put some lotion on, whatever. It's about another 15 minutes. So then we're at 6.15. From 6.15, I go back out in the kitchen and make myself a cup of coffee. While the coffee's cooling down or getting to the right temperature because I have an ember mug, I stretch. I do stretches for my legs, for my upper body, just to kind of loosen up a little bit for the day. Then after that, 6.15 to like 6.30-ish, um, then I sit down and I read. I would typically read from 6.30 till about 7.30 or sometimes 7.45. And then from there I would leave and I would go to the gym to be the gym, at the gym by 8 o'clock. And then I'd work out for an hour, hour and a half, whatever, come back and get on with my day. That's my ideal, optimal morning routine, morning SOP. I love that. I did that for a long time and it was it was great. It was so, so good. I really enjoyed that. But like I said, I got a job that I have to get up early. So sometimes I'm up at 4, up at 4.30, go to work for a couple hours. Like I can't do that every day. And then on the days that I don't have to get up early, I don't want to get up early. So I'll sleep in and, and things are different now. So... Now, typically my SOP is very similar to that, but it doesn't happen until later in the afternoon. So for example, I'll wake up, I'll go to the bathroom. Let's say it's a day at work. So I wake up, I have to be at work at 5 a.m. So I get up at 4.30, go to the bathroom, wash my face off, brush my teeth, get dressed for work. It takes about 15 minutes. I walk out the door and go to work. At work, I can get coffee, I can get food, I can take care of everything you know that what I would normally would have done except for shower, of course, and read and stretch at work. But I, I, I do a few things I need to do, then go to work. And then I'll come home from work, and then I'll just do everything else I need to do. And then around 2 o'clock is when I'll perform the SOP. So I go in the bathroom, I shower. You know, I come out, I eat some food, like a, I don't know if you want to call it lunch, around 2 p.m. or whatever. I eat food, then I go get dressed. And then, you know, if I want to sit down and read before I go to work, then I sit down and read and go go to work. So I pretty much run the same SOP later in the day just because of the way that everything works out. So the SOP doesn't change as much, but then the timing of the day changes. And then of course I don't go to the gym at, at in the afternoon because typically I'm, I'm going to work right after I run that SOP in the afternoon. So if I go to the gym, I'll try to go after I finished work from the morning time. So I'll work, let's say again, it was five, I work to 1130. I'll try to go to the gym after work at 1130 and then run the SOP later. So this isn't 
my favorite way to do it, but it is helping me get the things done that I want to get done. And it fits in with, in with my schedule best. But like I said, if I can have it my way, I would do the first SOP that I listed and just get that done every single day. And it would be awesome. But things happen and, and things change and things get in the way. So now I'm running this kind of SOP modified from the one that I know that worked really well for me. And so for that, you're, you're the perfect, the ideal morning. How many iterations did you go through before you landed on that? Or how, how many oh, tweaks yeah. or changes did you do? Well, if, if you can look across here and see, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, at least seven, at least written down iterations of the SOP until I finally found the one that worked. And and how long did you stay with each of those other iterations before you're like, nah, this isn't working? Some of them were literally a day. The other ones were like a week or two weeks, just depending on what it was, you know, and really what it was, is just a change of things I wanted to do. So like some of these I have, you know, we, I did some breathing treatments, not treatments. That's not the right way. I did some breathing exercises in the morning, um, to try to, to work on some things. I did that for a while and then I just, I figured, you know, I didn't want to do it or, you know, I did it where I wouldn't, um, shower right away. I just get up and try to eat and then read. And then, and then I did it where, um, I wasn't making coffee or I, or I wasn't stretching or I wasn't, um, going to the gym after whatever, you know, I just, different iterations of it. Um, some of them stayed for longer two two weeks. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say anything more than two weeks. So between a day and two weeks, I tried different iterations and then I just finally landed on the one that I, that I like. And you know, there's some days where I, I do wake up and I try to implement the breathing routine or breathing exercise into the, the procedure if I feel like I want to that day, but it's not an every single day thing. The other things in there were every single day, get up, shower, eat, read, gym, every day. What what type of uh, breathing exercise do you do? Uh, well, you told me about it. It the was Wim, the, the Wim, Wim Hof. Hof. Yeah, yeah okay. the Wim Hof. What's it called? The Iceman? The Iceman. Uh, yeah, I did that for a while. Yeah. Of course, I didn't know if I was doing it correctly because I feel like every time I hear him do it on a podcast or an interview or in a, in a video, it's slightly different. So, I mean, I did something close to, or at least something he did at one point in time, um, just to kind of center, I, I, I don't want to say center, like I'm some yoga guru, but I mean, to center my body and, and, and try to get in touch with those, uh, and that, you know, my, my biologically, I, I don't know, I, I will say the days I did do it, I, it was helpful. I could tell a difference and I don't know if I was tricking myself and it was placebo and I just said, no, I did a, a breathing, breathing, I keep, keep saying breathing treatment. I'm okay. I'm fine. Um, breathing exercise to try to make myself, you know, center or try to bring some sort of extra energy. So I don't regret doing it. And there are some days where I would still do it, but it's not an everyday type thing. Yeah, I guess. Uh, so back to my morning when I was doing this and doing the four thirty time, I, I was doing the, the Wim Hof breathing. Uh, I would say almost every day, if not every other day, multiple times a week. And I, before doing that, I was meditating. I had a, um, an app or a, a protocol that I was listening to on, on YouTube. And I was going through a, a meditation for a little bit of time. And then for sometimes I would just sit and, and be quiet for five minutes or something like that. And I would say all of those kind of fill the same need uh, or, or, or have the same or very similar benefits. But the feeling of doing the that breathing treatment 
as you call it, or the breathing exercise, as most people call it, the the Wim Hof um, breathing exercise, it, it it just brings something different that meditating or or sitting peacefully doesn't necessarily have. It, it has, it, it it certainly has that kind of aspect to it, but it has other things as well. And by the way, if, if you're listening to this and you have no idea who Wim Hof is or what we're talking about, just give him a Google and or, or even on on YouTube, there's guided breathing meditations or, or exercises that you can do with him. But kind of the, the quick long and short of it is you do 30 rapid, or I would, I do 30 rapid inhale exhales very quickly. And then you exhale. And after that last exhale, because your body is hypersaturated with oxygen, it doesn't necessarily have a need to inhale, which sounds incredibly odd if you have never done it before, but you just, you exhale and then you just kind of sit having exhaled all of the air that was in your lungs for, I don't know, a minute and a half or three minutes or something. And or start, start shorter and work up to right. longer. But it, I, I remember the first, I, I, in fact, I listened to that on a podcast and I can't remember if it was with Russell Brand or with Jordan Peterson, but he was on there and he's like, okay, do it with me. And so they did it. And I, I did it with whoever the, they were, they were interviewing and I, I did it. I, I can remember feel like you exhale and then you have no desire to inhale. You just, you exhale all the air out of it. And it's not like holding your breath or like exhaling and just, okay, I have to, I have to inhale at some point. You exhale and then all you don't have a, like a, a feeling or need to inhale. It's just, it is a, a bizarre, calming experience. I remember like feeling giddy and, and, and laughing as I was doing this, especially the first time I'm thinking, man, I, this is so weird. I don't feel like I need to inhale. Like it's just one of those kind of background processes, breathing that just, you just turn off for X amount of time. And again, it's not the same as holding your breath. You're holding your breath. You're, it's kind of like you're under pressure doing this. You, you exhale and all the pressure is released. Then it's just, you're just at, at ease. It's just, a, it's a, for me, it's a very odd calming experience. And, and I'm, I, I'm told there are a huge number of other benefits for doing it, but for me, it, it has a very calming uh, sense. And so, from time to time now i i use it as a tool in my toolbox for lack of a better term that i can pull out if i am feeling exci- excited or, or or um aggravated or anxious about something i can use that to kind of calm down and 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 recenter myself kind of sort of say yeah yeah i like i said i don't do it every day but i do find benefit in it when i have time to do it i haven't tried meditation or things of that nature but the breathing treatment is, dang it, the breathing exercise is uh, the closest I've come to some of that stuff. For me, the the meditation was, it was odd. You know, it, it wanted you to, you know, relax your, your toes all the way up to your knees and your thighs. It just was, that was really interesting. Again, I, I tried it for, man, I, I would have to, I think I tried it for about a month. Just, I, I, felt so weird doing it each time. And I'm like, man, I don't know if this is doing anything. And, you know, I, I, I stuck it out. I did it for a month and I'm like, I don't know. And then I, then I was searching, okay, well, I'm just going to do this and, and, and sit quietly for, for five minutes and not, you know, try not to think about anything. Yeah. That's a, that's a joke. Try not to think about something. That's, that's the hardest thing to do. 
So if if somebody can do that, that I mean, good job to yeah. sit and not yeah. think about something. I know there's many different types of meditation as well. And I do know that a lot of people do meditation and, and find great benefit in it. So I'm not trying to knock meditation either. I've never invested the time or the effort to try to figure out a way that works for me, though. So it's not part of my routine. And, and for me, I was doing a YouTube video. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I wasn't necessarily getting, I'm sure, the, the highest quality of, of exercises for that. But the Wim Hof was a was a good kind of go between, and I I felt it was a equal parts kind of meditation, but also relaxing, calming, centering, which is what I'm I understand or am told or people say that you get from meditation. Just doing it through the breathing exercises was the route that I felt worked for me. Sure, yeah, and you probably need that after you wake up on the sun in your bright <laughs> light, which I didn't mention, but. When I get up, I get up out of bed, the curtains are closed, no lights are on. I walk to the alarm clock in the kitchen, turn it off, still no lights on, because my eyes are adjusted to the black at this point, or the darkness at this point. Go to the bathroom. My bathroom, I have two different lights. I have overhead, very bright lights, and I have a night light type function on one of the lights. I turn the night light type function on, so it's very low, very dim light which of course to me is still bright because it's pitch, pitch black out. Then I shower, I come out when I'm making breakfast and when I'm, I'm drinking coffee and when I'm stretching, when I'm reading, I turn on a single lamp. So the whole time you're showering, you're showering by nightlight. It's not a nightlight, but it's, it's low, a low, low light. Yeah. Okay. The lights overhead okay. has a nightlight function. Sure. So night, it's not like a plug into the wall type of nightlight. No. You got a glow no, a fish no, no. On, the, on the wall. <laughs> it's an overhead light with the nightlight type function. So it's just, just imagine dim, dim yellow light from the, the light there. So I had that on when I'm brushing my teeth and getting ready, that light is on too. And then I turned on a single lamp when I'm out in the room, you know, stretching, reading, drinking coffee, whatever. And then as the sun starts to come up, I'll open the blinds, turn that lamp off, so then I have the natural light instead. And the reason I do that is because I feel like shocking your system with that light doesn't allow, and I'm sure I heard this on a podcast somewhere, and I thought it was the best thing ever. I thought I was a genius because I heard this thing on a podcast once, but it doesn't allow your your body to naturally cycle through the chemicals and hormones and doesn't allow your body to naturally wake up. And, you know, the simplest way to say it. So I've heard that having low light at the beginning of the day gradually or trying to mimic the sunrise is best for helping your body wake up, but then also helping your body to position itself on the timeline. You know, so it's instead of it being like super bright at five o'clock in the morning and your body thinks it's, oh my gosh, it's nine o'clock in the morning because the sun's out, your body is able to process that slow gradual grow of light and so your body says okay it's morning time and then it's it, it's it's believed to help that with prevent with crashing later because then your your circadian rhythm and the, your hormones and the way your body works everything is more in line <clears throat> with the actual day again don't not genius about it heard it like once on a podcast and started trying to do it but i don't i try to avoid lots of light in the morning if i can i will i prefer that low and then gradual um, entrance or letting the light in gradually over time. I'm having flashbacks to reading why we sleep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, but all joking aside, I I've seen and, and I'm I'm sure 
nearly everybody has at this point that they have alarm clocks that do that kind of thing where it goes from dark and then kind of gradually gets brighter and brighter and brighter. I even seen some, some people take it as far as they set up um, LED lights in their room and have an automation that sets the lights to different tones in different uh, intensities or brightness throughout their waking time. And they use that as a sort of artificial sunlight to naturally wake them up and bring them out of sleep, which sounds really cool and amazing. I just, um, nope, I go in that bathroom, turn the door, pow, sun. <laughs> uh, again, I, that it just, that's worked for me. And, and, uh, I, I, perhaps it isn't the best, um, for me, but I see that as a, a signal consciously. That's a, that's my signal. Okay. It's, it's, it's wake up time. It's go time to, to, you know, I get in the shower. It's go time to get in the shower, I guess. But, um, yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, if it works for you, it works for you. I'm not trying to tell you what to do, but so moving to the evening routine. And I think before we move to the evening routine, it would be perhaps wise at this point to say what our main jobs are, because our main jobs have hours that are vastly different than the quote unquote normal job. And so we are martial arts instructors. I, on, there's two days a week that I go in and, and teach a morning class. That's on Mondays and Fridays. So I'm at work at 8.15, 8.30, somewhere around in there. And then every other day, well, I guess including those days, but every other day I'm, I'm in at about one o'clock. And so my work day doesn't necessarily start until one o'clock. And as such, and maybe we'll, we'll we'll go back and talk about kind of the midday. But because of that, I think that that kind of offsets what happens in the evening time. Because many times we are not getting home from work until you know between eight thirty and nine thirty in the evening, which most people have already been home for multiple hours at that point. So, anyways, I just I just felt like that probably would be wise to say, hey, I'm starting my evening routine at. 930 because that's when I get home from work. Everybody's like, what, what, huh? So now you understand why. Anyways, so evening routine, I get home from work. It's about, you know, between 830 and 930. I eat dinner because I'm starving. <laughs> uh, being at work at one o'clock and then being active for, you know, let's say five, four, five, six, seven, eight. So we're teaching for basically four hours straight and that four hours we're actively doing and moving around and teaching and doing martial arts all at the same time, which is, you know, kind of a, a relatively good exercise for a length of time. So get home and first thing I do is eat. And fortunately my, my wife and kids are of course will already be here and dinner is hopefully already made. If not already made, I have something that I can heat up that they've eaten multiple hours ago and I can eat that. So get home. First thing to do is that. Then I have uh, between, it depends on the day, but I would say between uh, an hour to an hour and a half time with my wife to to sit and talk about her day and, and what we have next and the plans for the weekend and just time to, to talk, um, which is nice to have, have that time kind of preset already in, in the day. From there, you know, it's, it's between 10, I guess it depends on the day, but between 10 and 10.30, you know, sometimes we'll watch a show, sometimes not all the time, um, but about 10.30, and it doesn't always happen at 10.30, but about 10.30 is where I, I start my actual like wind down routine. And so 10.30 is when I like to be in bed. Now, not sleeping yet, because I, I think we talked, I talked, I referenced last time that there's some books that I read. 
but 1030, I'm in, I, I like to have my body in my bed. And I have two books that I read. I have Jordan Peterson, 12 Rules for Life, and Jordan Peterson, 12 More Rules for Life. And it just so happens that there's 12 rules in each of those books, and there's 12 months in the year. And so what I have been doing, and I've done this for the past six months now, seven months now, I read one chapter a month. And I do my best to read that chapter in the month and then to apply those things to my life. I read 12 Rules for Life, his first, the, that book, I can't say it's his first book, but I read that book, the first edition of that first one in that series, a couple years ago. It was hugely beneficial to me, as I'm sure if you've read or heard Jordan Peterson, you know, I would assume that you would agree, it seems like most people do, hugely beneficial. but. For me, I didn't feel like reading at one time was enough that I could actually grasp the things that he was talking about. I, I didn't see myself, I, I, maybe I don't value my, my brain as much as I should, but I didn't, I don't think that I could grasp half or more of what he was actually talking about. And so I decided to take one chapter a month, read that, and do my best to apply that, and did that for again, the last six months or so. Now we're in January. And this month, uh, actually for Christmas, I got the 12 more rules for life. So January, I started doing both books, one chapter a month. And so far, I've I've finished the first chapter of both of them. I I mean, it's not much to say one chapter, but and and it seems it seems so low effort, right? When we talked about low effort last time, read one chapter a month. One chapter, and I read again for about a half an hour. My my, I like to be sleeping or at least like laying down, eyes closed by eleven o'clock. So I have that ten thirty to eleven o'clock window for reading, and I do my best to 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 read and, and absorb that information. Once I'm done with it, like you know, I get halfway through the month or something, or or I finish early or whatever it is. I'll go back through and I'll just kind of look at my highlights and do my best again to think about okay, how can I apply whatever this rule is for my life for that for that month and then not just for that month but to to continue and move forward and my hope is that if i continue doing this and just make that a standard operating procedure for however many years then that will help to improve myself i would imagine huge huge a huge number uh, multitude higher than what i am now because i really believe that those things can help to do that. And reading it for me, reading it one time did a lot. But I think there's so much more benefit that can had be had from those by having it a continual practice until pretty well daily or always be in that information. And that, I mean, it, you know, that brings me up to 11. And I'm, I'm, you know, laying there and eyes closed. And I, <laughs> fortunately for me, I do not take very much time at all to fall asleep. So if I, if I, you know, turn my light off and, and 11 o'clock, I would say by 10 after I'm asleep, I'm out. I think being up at a relatively early time and then being, you know, relatively active for a length of time through the day helps with that. But I don't have much time, you know, I don't, you know, I don't have to lay there and think, oh man, I'm so tired. I just can't sleep. Nope. I just, I close my eyes and boom, I'm sleeping. 
So anyways, that's my, that's my evening routine kind of mixed with my, my wind down routine. It's not much, but there's, I mean, I don't want to be up for multiple hours after I come home from work. It's already, you know, between eight thirty and nine thirty. So that's, that's what I got. And that, I would say that hasn't changed in a length of time. I guess six months ago, seven months ago, I added Reed and Jordan in there. But other than that, that was the one thing that I added in a length of time. Pretty well from there, it's been set in stone. Yes, sir. Yeah. I'll, I'll again go through my optimal nighttime routine, and then I'll tell you what I'm doing now, which is less than optimal. But uh, optimally, I want to be in bed by 1030. So I'll same, same as you come home late, eat dinner. Now I know there's people that say you shouldn't eat within X amount of time of going to sleep. But for us, I mean, we, either no we don't eat or we, or we eat and then go to bed soon. Like I just, it's the way that our schedule works. And I think we both have been doing it long enough. It, it's kind of a non-factor at this point. We're just used to existing that way, used to for it being like that. So whether or not it's, it's the, quote unquote, nice or good way to do it. That's just what it is, what it is, you know? So then I'll eat, you know, maybe I'll watch some TV and play video games for a while, um, which isn't very long considering we get home at like nine. I'm trying to be in bed by 1030, but I mean, you can get a lot done in an hour. So I'll watch some TV, play some video games on the very rare occasion. Do I read before bed? I just, I, I don't like reading before bed. I don't know why. I just, it's not something that I enjoy doing. I know there's again, probably good reason to do it before bed and things that are helpful. I know, you know, doing something and then resting is good for retention and growth and helping you remember things. But I just, I I don't typically read before bed. So I'll, you know, I'll eat, I'll do something very shortly and then I'll get ready for bed. In order to get ready for bed, I go into the bathroom and the same way in the morning, I try to dim the lights as I'm getting ready for bed. So either I have one lamp on or I have the overhead nightlight on in my bathroom. I just want it to be darker as I'm winding down and going to bed. Same idea there is, you know, I want the the low level of light to help my body, signal my body to start cooling down and getting ready for bed and starting to, to relax and shut down. So I'll have the low lights on. I'm in the bathroom, taking my contacts out, brushing my teeth, you know, going to the bathroom, changing my clothes, whatever, just getting ready for bed. After that, I'll come out. Uh, ideally, I have a planner and I'll plan the next day. So I'll sit down and say, okay, tomorrow I know I'm doing this, 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 this. I'll write it in a list. And that way tomorrow, when, you know, next day when I wake up, I have all that there and it's ready to go. Of course, things don't always go the way they're planned. You can add things to your plan. You can take things away. But I want to have an idea of what I'm going to do the next day. So I'm planned. I'm good to go. Then I'll stretch again at nighttime, the same stretch as I did in the morning, um, just to kind of, kind of loosen it up and kind of get some extra uh, flexibility training with the, tr- the 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 stretching, and then I'll go to bed. You know, as I go to bed, I'll maybe put on uh, a video or uh, a podcast or some music, something light, so something to make some noise. Of course, I don't want to have my screen on. So if there's any any way I can, I'll turn the screen off while the audio is playing. If it's a video, I actually wear a sleeping mask over my eyes so that the video can play. I'm not bothered by the light of the video. Again, I'm trying to reduce the light as it's time for bed. You know, I'll set a sleep timer on my TV. It goes off after 30 minutes. I'm normally always asleep before I hear the video or the podcast or the, the, the whatever it is end that 30 minute sleep timer. And again, it's just being up early, being active and getting things done, um, tends to lead to better sleep. I feel like so 
ideally that's what I do by 10 30 I'm in bed I'm asleep by 11 kind of similar to you are <clears throat> that would be great if I could do that paired with the the morning routine I mentioned earlier that would be the perfect ideal situation for me uh, but as it is now you know I'm getting home from work I'm spending two or three hours with with friends and family and then just going to bed whenever you know 11 30 midnight sometimes having to get up five o'clock four thirty four o'clock the next day or whatever it is yeah I know it's not ideal I've been doing it for a while since I had this new job but uh again it's, it's working for now it's not exactly what I want to do but it's working and I'm able to to, to kind of get still get done the things that need to get done throughout the day some midday type of uh procedures but um that's what I'm doing now um and that's just working at the current stage and and where I'm at yeah, I guess as you were talking about that, you talked about um, tracking or, or, or what uh, something like that. Did you do in the evening time that planning? Yeah, planning. I was like, oh man, I forgot to say that I I do my journaling at nighttime. And I was going to tell, I was going to talk about what I do. So my nighttime journaling is not again, it's not much, a very minimal type of thing. But I put my energy for the day, and it's a drop down between one and ten how I how I felt for the day. I set my my mood, and there's I don't know fifteen or twenty different moods: angry, stressed, you know, happy, content, rested, whatever it is. I, I put that for the day. I rate my day between one and ten. I'm gonna circle back to that one, but so I rate my day between one and ten. Ten being like the best day ever, and one being like, holy cow, I should have just stayed in bed. Um, from there, I, I put my favorite moment of the day. I put what or who I was thankful for, any challenges that I experienced through the day. And then I have takeaways from that challenge that I would, that would be in different kind of section um, that I go through, what wins that I have, what went well, and then what did I learn for that day. And again, you know, it takes me two minutes or something in the morning time, and then maybe the evening takes me five minutes. Um, for me, probably one of the, the key things for that is setting the rating for the day between, you know, one and 10. Uh, I've heard people that do like a plus or minus for the day. And in my eyes, what that does is like a plus or minus as bare minimum as you can. Then you could say, was the day good? Was the day bad? I maybe went a little bit more complicated by doing one, one through uh, 10, but I like that. And then of course at my, my weekly or monthly quarterly and all of those that they, they roll up and I get to see the average of that time span of, of what my, you know, what, what my rating was for that time. For me, that gives me kind of insight of, you know, should I be changing things or uh, modifying or tweaking X, Y, Z, whatever it is. Um, I really like that. I, you know, if there was one thing that I would suggest if you're not doing some sort of system like this is just to, you know, track your days. And you could be as simple as a plus or minus. That's it. Was today a plus? Was today a minus? And then that would, that's it. You know, um, if you want to do one through 10, that would be fine too. And then, you know, it just would have a little bit more variance, but it probably doesn't even need to be that complicated. What's today a good day? What's today a bad day? Done. That's it. And I think that one thing would be hugely beneficial for whoever could do that. Yeah. And I guess I didn't mention it, but when I'm going through at night and planning for the next day, I'm reviewing the current day. So I look at the list I made the night before and I cross off the things that I accomplished. If I didn't accomplish them, I move them to the next day or I just, you know, figure out if it's something I still want to do and then add that to my next one. So having that plan, 
And then also going back kind of similar to yours of how you're rating the day and giving it, you know, plus or minus or going through the scale. I'm kind of reevaluating or thinking about what I did that day compared to what I wanted to do and if they lined up and then trying to plan things ahead like that. So, you know, it's a, it's a small five minute thing for me, if even five minutes, but it really helps me to set up my days and, uh, it's nice to kind of have that plan, um, and then be able to be flexible for to change over time. So I guess now kind of going back to like the midday routines, my midday routine is going to change a number of times throughout the week. And so I, I reference already, I, I teach a class on Monday and Friday mornings and then I have, you know, lunch basically. And then I, I go back to work for the evening time. Um, on Tuesdays I have a, a coffee meeting that I do um, pretty well as a staple every week on Tuesdays. Um, and, and it's kind of like a meeting of the minds. We just talk about kind of things like this. Um, and then Wednesdays, that's today, in fact, we're recording the podcast. Spoiler alert, but we record on Wednesdays, I guess. Um, Thursdays is my day if I need to do any finish final touches of editing this podcast or if I have something extra, a project I could work on or whatever that's kind of reserved for that Thursday time. And then I'm on Friday, again, I teach in the morning time. Saturdays, Saturdays are a little bit of, of a weird day, I guess, for kind of both of us that changes up our morning routine a little bit because we have a class that we do, uh, a martial arts class that we do on Saturday mornings that starts at six. And so that kind of throws off the morning, at least mine, I would imagine yours as well, throws off the, the morning routine I would say greatly. I would um, say I have my own morning routine for that day. For that day, yeah. I've really been doing it long enough that it's just, we just do it. Sure. You know? Yeah. So, and then Saturday after, and, and see, the nice thing is, selfishly for me, we set that time, that class time for six o'clock and we're there two o'clock, uh, two, two hours. So we're there from six to eight. By the time I get home, my kids are, and wife are getting ready to, or waking up or are just finishing up making breakfast or something like that. So then I have the rest of the day and, and in fact the weekend to kind of go about and, and be with family. And then on, on Sundays uh, is family dinner night. And, and we've done this for a handful of, of years at this point. Um, my wife and I, we host our, our parents every week. They come over and we have dinner. And so that's a, a standard staple that we've done um, for We've been married for 10 years. We've probably done some sort of family meal every week for, I would say, close to nine years at this point. It was breakfast for a long time before the kids. Now we have kids, so we do uh, evening time. But that's really nice, and it's great to have you know, her parents and my parents here, and they get along, and, and it's an opportunity for the kids to, to see grandma and, and grandpa, the, the whole thing. And so that's my, that's my week, and that's kind of my, my standard you know, kind of staples throughout the week. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the week changes depending on what's going on, but more often than not, I, I, my, my other job, I do work at a Starbucks in the morning. That's why I'm up early and I'm, I'm there in the morning. So I used, I work Starbucks Tuesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, Sundays. Sometimes I have one of those days off depending on what's going on. So, you know, I plan to work those days as it is, but then Mondays I have off of Starbucks, Wednesdays I have off and Saturdays I have off. So you know, during the week, I just do other things around the times I'm not working between teaching and Starbucks. But I mean, generally on, 
on Tuesday nights. I try to go see a movie with some friends. Wednesday nights, we come here to record. Friday afternoons, I have a scheduled phone call um, that I do every week. We have our classes, or our, 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 our class, the class that we take Saturday morning. And then on Sundays, I go to my parents' house and visit with them and my brother. So, I mean, aside from those weekly staples, I just kind of go throughout the week and do things here and there, but it is nice to have that, you know, I know on this day we do this, on this day I do this, on this day I have class, on here I, you know, it's nice to have those reoccurring things. And uh, if anything, it's just that routine, that schedule of, okay, it's Sunday, so on Sunday I do this. So it might find that to be like a constraint or restrictive, but I love it. I love the fact that like, I know that every Sunday I go here, I do this. Every Saturday morning we do this. Every Tuesday night I do this. I just, I love that routine and that pattern of having that set scheduled type thing. Of course, you know, things come up, things happen. I don't do it every single week because of extraneous events, but having a typical week look like that is awesome. Enjoy it. Then start over next week and do it all again. Yeah, you know, and, and talking about having kind of a, a, a staple or scheduled week, people sometimes kind of, I don't know, frown upon it or, or think we're crazy or silly or something like that. Like I tell them, you know, I have a, I read for 30 minutes every day. Like, what you have a, like you have a set time for reading? I do. And I heard this, and I, this was, I, I, I was already doing this, but just this was a good way to put it. Um, People go through so much time and effort of creating a workout routine to go to the gym. Okay, I have the time to go to the gym is from this time to this time. And then when I'm there, you know, they're, they're doing these exercises and before they go there, they're researching, okay, I'm going to do this one and that one and this one. And there's so much time spent on that. And almost nobody spends any sort of time or effort into growing their brain and spending time reading. So having a set, a, time, a set aside time for reading, like having a set aside time for exercising, I feel is incredibly beneficial because if I'm going to put the time and effort to schedule out and, and, and devote and, and, and to, you know, create this big workout plan, I should probably do something at least similar or, or, or in line with that if not even more, to grow my brain. But people don't necessarily do that. Um, and so they're like, oh, well, I'll read when I have time. And I mean, you you don't have, that doesn't happen. Your, your, your time is going to be filled with something. I mean, I can't imagine people are sitting around thinking, man, I'm all done for the day. What should I do now? No, people are always strolling on their on their phones or, you know, whatever whatever people do. But it's, it's, have a set aside scheduled time to learn something, to read something, just like you would schedule a time for exercising. Be that diligent with it. It's, you know, it's your brain, you know, your your mental capacity, your knowledge, grow your knowledge. Yes, sir. So what are you reading now? Yeah, I am I'm still on the 48 Laws of Power. Again, this is a big book. I am last time we we talked, I think I was on chapter 13 or law 13. Now I'm on law 23. And so I'm, you know, coming about the halfway point. I've I've really liked this one so far. I really like that he breaks it down and tells you, you know, what the the law is, kind of like the the break down the the cliff notes of the the key points and then he goes through of what like the the actual law actually is, you know, what, you know, what are the, the key points that make up the law? 
And then, of course, he's got things that back up like, okay, this person from history did this and look how it worked out for them. This person did a terrible job at this and look how it worked out for them. And so having that kind of, you know, multiple times to look at this type of uh, information, I feel is very beneficial because um, it's nice. It's, it's not like I'm reading it multiple times, but I'm reading the same idea or concept multiple times in multiple different ways with applications that, you know, these people did it, these people didn't do it, you know, let's talk about what happened. And then this is the action, very beneficial. So again, if you haven't, if you haven't heard of or, or checked out, or you had it on your list, and you haven't done it yet, 48 Laws of Power, I, I really like it. Obviously, take some time. Uh, don't expect to finish this in a week. You know, I read it. It's a good book. That's a good one. So would you have anything to add for our uh, talk today about routines and, and standard operating procedures, at least as they pertain to us? No, sir. I mean, I'm we could, sure we could go on for a long time about procedures and routines and everything like that. But I think this is a good overview of kind of optimal and current and just, you know, working through, you know, some ideas. And then, you know, hopefully people are able to develop their uh own routines or they already do have their own routines and they know, you know, kind of what we're talking about here and how things change and how things work better than other things. And hopefully they're implementing things into their life to uh, help keep themselves on track and to help, to help themselves be better. You know, I guess as you're talking about that, I I just wonder, you know, if you're listening to this and, and you heard our kind of routines, our standard operating procedures of what we do, and you felt that we missed something, reach out to us. We'd love to know, you know, if there's something we can add that would benefit us. I would be more than happy to, to, you know, try a different iteration of what I'm doing now to add something of value to my day. And, you know, if there was something that you really gained from listening to this some some key insights, it'd be nice to know that as well. You can find us uh, at pretty well all the socials. Search for the prestigious pod. Prestigious pod. Presti- not the, at sorry. Prestigious pod. At prestigious pod. Master Kent, he's the, he's the social media guy, so he, he knows all of that. Um, all right. Yeah, I, I'm glad you guys have been listening, and hopefully we're helping you to add value to your life. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, take initiative.